Hello, this is Diksha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 6th of September. India recorded 38,948 new COVID-19 cases and 219 deaths in the last 24 hours. The infections on Monday were 8.9% lower than Sunday. India's current recovery rate stands at 97.44% while the daily positivity rate is 2.76%. Over 68 crore vaccine doses have been administered in the country so far. The central government shared a set of parameters with all states and union territories to identify fake COVID-19 vaccines. This came after the World Health Organization said that its surveillance and monitoring system had identified counterfeit vials of Covishield in Southeast Asia and Africa. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 220 million people so far, claiming the lives of more than 4.56 million. The World Health Organization's Director General Tedros Adhanom said on Sunday that the WHO will support countries in vaccinating at least 10% of their populations by the end of this month. He added that as per WHO's targets, 40% of each country's population should be vaccinated by the end of this year and 70% by the middle of next year. The WHO chief made these remarks at the G20 health ministers meeting in Rome. 105 new cases of dengue and viral fever were reported in Uttar Pradesh's Firozabad on Sunday. 51 people including 40 children have died so far over the last 10 days. The majority of deaths have been caused by dengue hemorrhagic fever, described as a severe and sometimes fatal form of disease by the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Dr. Sangeeta Aneja, the principal of the Autonomous State Medical College Society, said that 447 patients have been admitted to various wards of the hospital in Firozabad. According to NDTV, out of the 200 samples collected from Firozabad and neighboring areas on Sunday, 50% have tested positive for dengue. Dr. Dinesh Kumar Premi, Chief Medical Officer of Firozabad, said that 755 surveillance teams have been put in place and 64 special camps were held on Sunday attended by over 4,400 patients. 236 samples returned positive for dengue. Four confirmed cases of leptospirosis and some cases of scrub typhus were also reported. The district administration has blamed rains and floods for the rise in dengue cases. Health officials in all districts have been instructed by the state government to stock up medicines to cater patients. The center has also sent experts from National Center for Disease Control and the National Vector Bone Disease Control Program to monitor the situation in Firozabad. The dengue and viral outbreak in Firozabad, which has killed over 50 people so far, should be getting much more attention in the national news cycle. as well as ground reportage to determine what is causing it while tv anchors sitting in the news studios have chosen to give wall to wall coverage and devote their prime time debate shows which have little substance to the political situation in afghanistan ignoring an ongoing outbreak in the most populated state of the country news laundry's ayush tiwari went to firozabad to piece together what is happening In his first ground report he found that the outbreak was caused by dismal sanitation in parts of Firozabad and lack of preventative measures by its municipality. For his second report he reached the Autonomous State Medical College Society where nearly 450 people affected by the fever had been admitted. What he found at this hospital was no different. The hospital's entrance had a registration counter for COVID vaccines 
and milling among the people were pigs scrounging for food. This, however, wasn't the worst of what he saw at the hospital. To read his full report, go to newslaundry.com. It is titled, Pigs, Ponds and Platelets, A UP Hospital's Tumultuous Ride Through the Dengue Outbreak. Listeners, let me remind you that we can report on such issues from the ground because we are an independent news platform, not funded by the government or private corporations. And that is why, instead of serving their interests, we can hold them to account. But to keep doing this, we need your support. We are solely funded by our subscribers who pay to power our coverage. So if you haven't subscribed already, go to newslaundry.com today and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. Subscriptions start as low as 300 rupees a month. The Enforcement Directorate has issued a lookout notice against former Maharashtra Home Minister Anil Deshmukh in connection with an alleged money laundering case. A lookout notice is usually issued to prevent a person from leaving the country and stays relevant for up to a year unless cancelled or renewed by the agency. According to India Today, officials at ports, borders and airports are authorised to detain Deshmukh if he tries to leave the country. An investigation in the case is being conducted by the CBI on the direction of the Bombay High Court. Deshmukh is accused of coercing police officers to extort money from bar and restaurant owners in Mumbai. The allegation was levelled by former Mumbai Police Commissioner Parambir Singh in March. Singh had said that suspended police officer Sachin Waze had told him that Deshmukh had directed him to collect 100 crore each month through illegal means. The Enforcement Directorate had issued five summons to Deshmukh to appear before them. However, he failed to do so. On September 2, Deshmukh had appealed to the High Court to quash the summons against him, but the concerned judge recused herself without giving any specific reason. In his petition, Deshmukh had asked to transfer the inquiry to a special investigation team that should only consist of Enforcement Directorate officials not working in the Mumbai Zone office. On Sunday, a Christian priest and two others were beaten up by members of a right-wing Hindutva organization in Purani Basti Police Station in Chhattisgarh's Raipur. The priest, Harish Sahu, was called to the police station after being accused of carrying out forced religious conversions in the Bhatagaon area. When Sahu came to the police station along with some others, an argument reportedly took place between them and those belonging to the right-wing outfit. According to NDTV, Tensions escalated when Sahu was taken into the room of an officer in charge of the police station. There, he was reportedly assaulted alongside one Prakash Masi and Ankush Bariyankar, General Secretary of Chhattisgarh Christian Forum. The videos of the incident showed the priest being beaten with shoes. The police were seen trying to control the mob and have taken cognizance of the assault. A case has been registered against seven people. This incident came only a week after a mob of 100 people allegedly beat up a 25-year-old priest, Kaval Singh Paraste, in his house in Kabir Dam district. Paraste was also accused of being involved in religious conversions. The Rashtriya Swayam Sevak Sangh on Sunday distanced itself from an article criticising the IT company Infosys that was published in the RSS-affiliated magazine Panchajanya. The RSS's publicity head, Sunil Ambekar, tweeted that Panch Janya is not an RSS mouthpiece and the opinions expressed in the article should not be linked with the organisation. The article in question was a four-page cover story in the latest edition of the magazine, which described Infosys as working with anti-national forces 
adding that the company may be providing assistance to Naxals, leftists and Tukri Tukri gang. The article was in context of the glitches in the income tax e-filing portal developed by Infosys. The portal was launched in early June but had taxpayers facing glitches, after which Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman summoned Infosys CEO Salil Parekh, giving the company until September 15 to fix these issues. In the piece titled Sark or Agath, meaning Reputation and Harm, the magazine alleged that Infosys had earlier messed up other government platforms as well, citing glitches in the website developed for GST and the Ministry of Corporate Affairs. The piece said, and I quote, When these things happen repeatedly, it is bound to raise suspicion. There are accusations that Infosys management is deliberately trying to destabilize India's economy, unquote. It also alleged that misinformation websites were funded by Infosys. It added that some organizations that spread caste hatred are also beneficiaries of Infosys's charity. The cover story said all this despite mentioning that the magazine had no concrete evidence to prove this, adding that the company's history and circumstances made these claims hold water. The Taliban claimed on Monday that it has taken control of the Panjshir province, the last holdout of the forces resisting against the insurgent group's rule in Afghanistan. However, resistance forces have denied the Taliban's claim. The National Resistance Front of Afghanistan tweeted and I quote, The NRF forces are present in all strategic positions across the valley to continue the fight. We assure the people of Afghanistan that the struggle against the Taliban and their partners will continue until justice and freedom prevails, unquote. The Taliban posted pictures on social media showing its fighters standing in front of the gate of the governor's compound. Taliban spokesman Zabiullah Mujahid issued a statement saying that Panjshir was under control of the Taliban fighters. Mujahid said that the Taliban tried to take Panjshir without war and through negotiations, but attempts failed after Amrullah Saleh and Ahmad Masood, commanders of the resistance forces, refused to negotiate. The anti-Taliban forces, also called the Panjshir resistance, are led by Ahmad Masood, the son of prominent Afghan leader Ahmad Shah Masood, who resisted Soviet control in the 1980s. Panjshir is among the few areas that the Taliban had failed to capture after it made swift advances across Afghanistan and seized key cities. The insurgent group had captured the capital Kabul on August 15. After this, the Talibani forces began an offensive to try to capture the province. On September 4, Taliban spokesperson Bilal Karimi had claimed that the Khinj and Unaba districts in Panjshir were captured. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.